0: This is a desktop.
1: Hey Nick, how's it going?
0: Oh, it's going great, Brandon, how are you?
1: Fantastic, is it cold where you are?
0: is it's very
1: cold. Well, uh, we've got a cold front coming through next week where where we are currently here in Bangkok. It's going to get down to the 60s. So Oh boy. I just I know you might feel like you're kind of cold there and stuff, but like um no.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz like, you know, 20 degrees isn't that cold.
1: Oh god. Um yeah, it's a it's a big talk <laughs> of the town here that it's going to get down to the 60s. Um, I'm sure. And I'm excited cuz I know Florida people and that's what they like to be called by the way, is Florida people. Yes. They Love it when you refer to them as such. Florida. Those
0: darn Florida people.
1: Florida people really do not like it when it gets down to 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 the fifties and sixties. So I'm expecting that the, the community of Thailand is also gonna gonna experience some some cold hardships next week. And I'm interested to see what that's like.
0: Yeah. I mean it'll be your first winter in Thailand, so it'll definitely be a new experience. Ah,
1: Nick, that that reminds me, I gotta tell you. <laughs> so I thought that they were gearing up for Christmas here in November. You know, I was spotting and the occasional, I should say the holiday season. I was spotting the occasional Christmas tree here and there, our local costume shop, which we do have here. I know this because they have four tiny mannequins that they change out depending on the holiday. They were gearing up for Christmas, specifically with the you know Christmas tree iconography and such. I was like, okay, they kind of shell out for this time of year. And then I took a quick trip back to the United States. And when I returned in December, they went on hard mode. I believe Merriam-Webster's term is goblin mode for the year. And that is what I will say. (laughs) These folks know how to do Christmas. I cannot enter a shop without a Jingle Bells or a Mariah Carey hitting my ears. Oh, man. I was... At the grocery store, and they had this big display of presents, and and every employee had a red shirt on that said "Merry Christmas," and they had little reindeer antlers on, and the the display of of Christmas presents was playing jingle bells on a thirty-second loop. Oh no! And it was a lot for me as a customer to deal with, and I looked into the eyes. of these grocery store workers. And I felt like they did not show any remorse. They were not upset. They smiled through it, but I was like, you are breaking down on the inside and I know it.
0: That 30 second loop is wearing you down.
1: It is it was wearing me down yeah man well you know it's not wearing me down what this podcast what are we doing here nick
0: and this is 2d or not 2d where we watch an animated movie each month and discuss it kind of like a book club if you will but way cooler because you don't have to read anything if you don't want to
1: It's true. It's true. There's no reading required unless you don't speak the language of the film. Then you might have to read something.
0: Then you might have to.
1: That's movies with subtitles are the books of the film world. I've oh, said for sure. it for years.
0: You have. It's like your catchphrase. It's
1: my catchphrase. Nick, we missed our year anniversary of this, by the way. Um,
0: <gasps> we did. We didn't say anything. We didn't say
1: anything. This is like episode, I think, 15. And yeah. We didn't say anything three months ago, but.
0: But we've been busy boys. So. We
1: have been. From my understanding. Understanding his podcast don't tend to make it past the year mark. So
0: yeah, you know, oh goodness. Well, look at us.
1: Look at us. We did the dang thing.
0: We're the power of friendship. We did. It. Wait, is the year mark the one we skipped? Is that?
1: <laughs> Let the, me is that the month we had the oops
0: had that had the accident?
1: Be, that would be really funny. That would be really funny. Let me double check here, and I can confirm or deny whether or not I keep signing into the wrong <laughs> podcast on anchor.fm. Oh, no. Uh, so oh, I'm stalling.
0: Multiple podcaster problems.
1: I know. Which one? What month did we skip? Was uh, it was June? No, we didn't. Okay, it's okay. Okay, okay. No, okay. your birthday month was our year. It was uh, a Lou over the wall,
0: which I guess would have been Ooh.
1: August. So, but still, that was.
0: Yeah. End yes
1: the, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that was the yeah we've been doing this over a year uh, excited that means we're closing out the year though that doesn't mean that yes. but it is December
0: it is December it is the end of the year also if you're listening to this the day it comes out Merry Christmas yeah Merry Christmas Um, that's exciting but
1: be sure to, to stick around for the end of the episode because we're going to talk about the movies that we're going to watch I'll talk about them in depth but we're going to go through our list for our 2023 movies at the yeah. end of the episode
0: so you know what you have to look forward to in the next year. Yes. If you have nothing else to look forward to, we've got 12 movies for you, so maybe that'll keep you going.
1: 12 animated flicks for you, and sometimes for the family to watch.
0: Sometimes, not always, but sometimes.
1: But today we're going to talk about a little film called Balto, and this was suggested by listener Donna, my partner Donna. Yeah. Balto is one of their favorite films and requested that we talk about it here in the show, so we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Before we do, though, what yeah. else what else have you been watching, Nick? What else have you been ingesting? Oh
0: my gosh. Brandon, I've been watching so much, actually. Nice. I have a list. I had to write it down so I didn't forget anything. First of all, non animated. I finished my drama, put your head on your on my shoulder. Um it was very good, very cute, very pure. Don't actually put your head oh, on. Oh, sorry, on I shoulders. thought it wasn't like a command.
1: That was uh, the name of the show, my apologies. That's
0: computer. the name of the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we're in different countries. fair enough. <laughs> if we were in the same country, you totally I appreciate fine. it, okay. Yeah. Uh, So I finished that. It was really cute and really good. And then I started um, as my, I'm always watching like one drama and then something else. So I started The Bride of Hybok, which is a Korean drama about the water god that comes down to earth to complete a quest uh, to become king of the gods. Um, But something goes wrong on his way down to earth and problems ensue i'm only two episodes in it's been really good so far but in the animated realm of things lots of animation i caught up to bob's burgers so on thanksgiving i actually watched the bob's burger movie nice and it it was very good and Mm -hmm. i cried and it was (laughs) very 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 good
1: (laughs) it's very sweet
0: it is very sweet it was everything i wanted in a bob's burgers movie i was very very emotional. Um, I watched it with my partner Ty, and he loved it as well. Um, and sometimes I had to be like, oh, "This is really important because of this," because like he's not caught up on Bob's Burgers like I am.
1: Gotcha. But,
0: but, like there was like little things that I had to like, be like oh, like you know they've never showed Ma- Bob's mom before, or, like little, little things like that. Um, I did. I caught up on Cuphead including season 3 that just came out.
1: Oh, snap. I'm behind. Yeah, I haven't.
0: Yeah. I caught up. I still have my same complaints about it. Um
1: <laughs> just uh, like Go ahead, sorry.
0: I just like I want to see the I want to see some epic battles with the villains and a lot of times the villains are like throwaway gags, like the airplane villain just like in the sky as they're driving. Little things like that. I was excited that um, Calamaria got a speaking role. and I saw that um,
1: episode. I did watch her episode.
0: Yeah, so she does actually come back kind oh, okay. of in another episode. So she's a little more of a seemingly permanent character, I guess, which I like because Calamaria was my favorite villain, um, just because I love mermaids and Gorgons, and she's a mermaid Gorgon, so I freaking love her. Um So like it was good and it's just hard to kind of detach myself from like what I wanted it to be. There were a lot of episodes where I kind of just zoned out and like I was like, oh, what happened? You know, I actually don't really care. We'll just go to the next episode. Like (laughs) That is the
1: big thing with that show is it's just like, I don't know, maybe if I was younger, I think that's really what it is. It's like if I was a kid, I was 13 or so, maybe younger, I would love it. I would love that show. But because I feel like, like you just said, I know what it could be, that I watch it and I'm like, I don't know that any of this means anything. It's just stuff happening, which is like, that's maybe the point. But
0: It's just this weird, like, they tried to reverse engine a show off of a video game that's already been made. And like, I think it would be fine if the show had come out before the video game and they made the video game based on like, oh, the, you know, the brothers get, in real deep trouble and they have to go collect these souls and fight all these villains. Like, I feel like it would make sense opposite, but for it to the video game to have come first and then to base the show off of the video game, it's like almost kind of like disrespectful to the video game.
1: (laughs) It is strange. I don't know. (laughs) It is strange. It just feels like it's, it's trying to feed itself into a attention deprived young audience
0: and yeah. because
1: i feel like the audience for the game is not super young i mean it is yeah. childlike in its animation but it's not particularly young
0: but it's yeah the the game has a lot of adult themes and yeah. you know that was like the first big issue we had was like cuphead bets his soul basically at a casino not at <laughs> to a- satan <laughs> Yeah, to Satan and then he has to collect all these souls and he has to like I mean one of the fights was like animate alcohol like drinks,
1: cigarettes and yeah.
0: Cigarettes, yeah, like cigars and like stuff like that and like that whole theme and like you know, King Dice is like the the ringleader of the casino, like he's not a game show host. You know, there's just a lot of very little things, and they had to take that all away because, yeah, it seems like they're pandering to a younger audience. But anyways, we're not here talking about Cuphead. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know I caught up. Can I say
1: one more thing about Cuphead? I'm sorry. Yes, for sure. I also hate those two in the show. Do you kind of hate them? Like They're
0: annoying.
1: They're kinda, like, they almost verge on that, like, chaotic Spongebob nature, but then mm-hmm. it's just like, mm, God, I don't like you.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they make... Because they make Mugman like the straight man, but also like the coward, and he. But he's also like just as chaotic as Cuphead sometimes. Like he's like sometimes the straight man, and then sometimes he's the problem. And it's just like I don't want to. What are you guys doing?
1: I'm sorry, you're right. We're not here to talk about yeah. Cuphead. Please continue.
0: <laughs> um, the other one. So I did not realize that I had access to Tuca and Bertie um, through HBO Max. Hmm. Because uh, I really loved it when it was on Netflix. It got canceled after its first season, and then Adult Swim picked it up. And I was like, "Well, shoot, I don't have, I can't, I don't have satellite. I can't watch Adult Swim." And then I realized Cartoon Network and Adult Swim put their shows on HBO Max. I was like, "Oh shoot, oh, I can catch up to Tuca and Birdie season two and season 3. Um, and as I'm catching up on Tuca and Birdie, the director, Lisa Hannawalt, gets on Twitter and says, "Hey, Tuca and Birdie was canceled again."
1: <laughs> ah, bummer.
0: And I have like two episodes left of season three. I was like, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? Um, But I know Lisa has talked about, you know, hopefully it'll get an ending at some point. She has a very specific vision for the ending of the show. Um, You know, right. I mean, the season three finale was like really good. And like, I can accept it as like the end if need be, but it would be nice to um, see them do more with it. But yeah, um, that's everything I've been watching. It was just a lot of catching up on shows that I have loved for a while. So, yeah. Nice. What have you been watching?
1: Um So as far as animated things, I have not been watching very, very much. Last month for the other podcast I do with Donna, we watched a film called Perfect Blue. And it had been on my watch list for quite some time. It is uh, kind of, it's a 1997 Japanese animated film by Satoshi Kon. And it's very much known as kind of like, similar to like Akira or even Mm -hmm. uh, Neon Genesis as being like one of those 90s animes that is kind of really poked through pop culture. Less so than uh, Neon Genesis or akira but it was a great movie it was one of those that i watched and i was like this is my jam i love it (laughs) heck yeah we were going to watch a different film for december but then as with these podcasts it was not available so we decided to watch another film by satoshi khan uh tokyo godfathers and i actually just finished that before we hopped on Mm -hmm. recording and uh it was a very very good movie it may be one of my favorite christmas movies um, mm. I mean, a r- emotional roller coaster. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> it is very good. I recommend not looking up anything about that or perfect blue. If you want to watch either of them, if you're going to watch one, um, if you were like, if you're a fan of Anomalisa, uh, perfect blue would be great. And then if you're just kind of a fan of like heavy Christmas stories, I mean, Tokyo Godfathers has you, has you cut, um, okay. Perfect blue, though, was, oof, that's my jam. That was that was my review I wrote for it on Letterboxd. I said, this is my jam. <laughs> 10 out of 10. That's all I said. Um, other than that, I've been watching, I, I did some flying here recently, and so I watched some movies on some planes. I found out, uh, through a mutual friend of ours, that there's actually a phenomenon that a lot of people experience, where they're more likely to cry at films on planes, or just be more emotional hmm. in general, okay. and uh, that explains a lot for me. Uh, because three <laughs> of the movies I watched, two of the three movies I watched, I cried at. Um, oh. I watched Marcel the Shell with Shoes On.
0: <laughs> oh, I want to see that!
1: I super recommended. It. it is adorable, and I, you know, a twenty-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old man was just like. <laughs> Like just yeah. like near sobbing because it's just so sweet and a, a very heartwarming tale. I then watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Did not cry at that one. Um, mm. But uh, that was a trip. Uh, After Yang was the other one I watched that I really I really enjoyed. It is not for everybody. It is. It was like, the sounds really pretentious and it's a pretty pretentious film I think in a lot of regards. But it was like watching poetry. I don't know how else to describe oh.
0: it. Okay. Um, I like it.
1: But very good. That one made me very much cry. It was not like ball, Mm. ball, but it was very, very good. Yeah. Other than that, that I've watched, I, of course, did my annual Thanksgiving watch with Donna of Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. (laughs) Celebration of Till Death Do Us Blart. I'm not going to talk about that. We did go see a 4D movie, 4DX movie. We Mm -hmm. went and saw the new Wakanda Forever film. Okay. Uh, I've never seen a 4DX film, but if you want Whiplash, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, it made me laugh and giggle at probably some inappropriate times of that film, but mm. such is life. <laughs> I've been listening to the audiobook for Critical Role's new book, The Nine Eyes of Lucian.
0: Oh, I re- listened to that.
1: Have you finished? I haven't finished it yet. Um, oh,
0: I finished it like in two days. Like, I downloaded it the day it came out, and I finished it the next day
1: it's not sticking with me the way kith and kim (gasps) their first book did but i'm also not very far into it so
0: okay hang in there
1: hang in there i'm just getting kind of lost i don't know the characters there's a lot of characters in this that i'm not Mm. super familiar with
0: i honestly if anyone is interested um i do think you have to have watched campaign 2 to understand um i have seen people say specifically like the ending arc when they are in a um if you apparently a lot of people skipped that what is what yeah that's what i've seen like a lot of people are like oh i couldn't make it through like the ending arc so like they just like i i don't know um or because there's a lot of like trigger warning there's a lot of body horror in the ending arc like a lot of people just couldn't Uh-oh. sit through the descriptions um so if you haven't listen to or watch the stream of the ending arc it can be difficult to understand there's like a lot of context that you don't have for the book
1: i think for me it's just that it's been like over a year now and Mm -hmm. you know it's focusing on a lot of those side characters around lucian that i'm just having to be like who and then i'm like yeah no i remember but i'm like the names aren't sticking with me who who is the the cat person i can't
0: um the cat person is uh, not no, is she Bryn? No, no she's not Bryn. not Bryn. Um, I can't. <laughs> i listened <laughs> to this like again, oh, like good. the day it came out. So it's been a minute. Oh, what is the Tabaxi's name? Um, uh, I don't. I don't.
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. That that's what. sorry
0: (laughs) no i shouldn't say i think that it worked very well for me because i had just finished watching campaign 2 when this came out like i purposely sped up my watching to finish it before the book came out
1: i'm definitely going to finish it i just need to 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 power through probably this first portion of it too i just learned learning more the more i've gotten more accustomed to reading as much as i can that the first hours and or hundreds or so pages of books aren't always a guarantee to be what stick with you with books. Yeah. So I just need to stick with it. Last thing I was want to talk about real quick. I've also, I picked up my steam deck when I was in the United States. <gasps> you finally have it. So I have my steam deck and I've been playing some video games on it. I played through the 2018 re, the remastered version of Spider-Man 2018. And let me tell you, nothing makes a 13 hour plane ride shrink down as swinging through New York as Spider-Man.
0: Oh, heck yeah.
1: That's all. I'll probably talk more about video games that I get on that as we move forward. But I think we should talk about Balto. Unless there's anything- I think
0: we should as well. I'm trying to find the name of this tabaxi because it's really, (laughs) really gonna bug me.
1: I'll I'll pull up Balto here real quick.
0: Yeah, you pull up Balto. So uh, Lucian is the leader of, it's Cree. Okay. He's leader of the Tomb Takers, the Tabaxi is Cree. So it's Cree, Zoran, Otis, Typhiel, Juriel, and Brevin.
1: Anyway, I can't get those names. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. And again, I only knew who they were because I had literally just finished watching the end right. of Campaign 2. So I had fresh context for these characters.
1: Lots of, uh, oh yeah, for me as I'm reading and I'm like, Oh yeah, and no, then like i go, yeah. kind of but I'm still I'm very early of it cuz it's like a 12 hour audiobook. I think I'm like mm-hmm. 2 hours in. So
0: Yeah, I downloaded it before my work day and I listened to it pretty much the whole work day. So Nice. Yeah, I got 8 hours in almost immediately and then finished up those last four the next day.
1: We're well, going to spoil 1995's Balto. So if you haven't seen this Be story warned.
0: Or about, heard of the true story of Balto?
1: <laughs> it's about an outcast half wolf who risks his life to prevent a deadly epidemic from ravaging Nome, Alaska. You have been warned. Do you want to kick things off? Or you, want, you want to? You want to? What do you want to
0: do? Um. Yeah. Sure. So we open on an old lady and her granddaughter in the park, and they are trying to find a memorial statue, and. The little, little girl's like, why, why do we have to? I'm so tired. We've been walking forever. Can we not go to the statue? Why is the statue so important? You know how kids are just like annoying and they don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just being unless a brat. You, Sorry.
1: Unless you're a kid who was watching this and and then we're
0: not talking about and, you. Yeah, not you. The other kids. We're talking about the other kids. Not you. You're fine. Um, you're cool. You make good choices on podcasts. So, you know, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. So grandma's like, okay, hold on. Let's take a break, and I'll tell you about the story of Balto. Um, I don't know why I'm doing an accent. (laughs) I think my coffee just hit, so I'm just kind of unpeppery. It's all good. So she begins the story of Balto, and it takes place in a town.
1: Nome, Alaska.
0: Nome, Alaska. Thank you. I was like, is it Nome? It is Gnome, just not spelled like you think it is.
1: Drop the G. Yeah, we focus on Drop the G. Focus on Gnome, Alaska, and they're doing their annual, I believe, sled dog races. And one of the predominant members of the sled dog racing team is this big burly dog named Steele, who's kind of He's a
0: big old husky
1: big old husky and he's kind of the talk of the town but we're actually focusing a bit more of the story on a half wolf half dog named balto <laughs> what i'm
0: so sorry but you said that with the cadence of like half car half man <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's part machine he's part <laughs> sorry sorry Half-world, Anyways, check half-dog. out the McElroy brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Balto, oh, no, it's okay. And his uh, his his goose friend Boris, and they're mm-hmm. just kind of watching the race happen, and then um, through a series of events, another very red dog named Jenny um, is with her human child named Rosie. Rosie's hat gets blown into the the raceway but Balto. Her brand
0: new hat she just got it for her birthday. Just
1: got this ding dang hat and Balto saves the hat before uh, Steele is able to get to able to get to it.
0: By outrunning the sled dogs currently in the race.
1: But the town does not like Balto because he's part wolf part dog part man part no part. <laughs> <laughs> because he's part wolf they they kind of shun him as well as the they other dogs he can't
0: be trusted well. he's be. wild
1: so ultimately what ends up happening is there is an outbreak of diphtheria going on mm-hmm. here in the town town of gnome it's an epidemic and affected by this is the child rosie jenny's child and so the town is unable to get access to the antitoxins that they need in order because to... Because there's
0: it. such a huge outbreak, like all of the kids have it.
1: And there's a major blizzard winter storm happening. So the, you know, airplanes by sea, by train is the only one able to get it remotely close to, a lot to Nome, Alaska. But it's, it's still a very long way away. So the sled team has to go and pick up the medicine. Balto almost wins the race, but then Steel is a very evil character. This is back in animated 1990s where evil characters were like super evil.
0: Super duper evil. Like I've never hated a dog in my life and I freaking hate Steel.
1: Steel is awful. He is so mean. Anyway, so Balto does not go with the sled team. This is, turns out to be bad because the sled team ends up getting lost on the way home.
0: Because a big, arrogant, dumb, dumb.
1: It's true. It's true. Balto, hearing this, decides to go off into the woods with his friends Boris and Luck and Muck, uh, who two are two
0: polar bears who can't swim. <laughs>
1: two polar bears who can't swim and are voiced by Phil Collins. So that's... Are
0: they both voiced by Phil Collins? They are
1: both voiced by Phil Collins.
0: I love that. Also, One of them doesn't really talk. It just kind of like... Uh, 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 uh. Uh. Yeah. Very
1: cute. They're big, fluffy. Also should be mentioned, who else is voicing Balto but Kevin Bacon? Um, My Kevin
0: freaking Bacon and also Boris is um, Bob Hoskins.
1: Yes. And Steele is somebody. Same guy who did... The guy, the bad guy from Aladdin, and others. Jafar. <laughs> Jafar, no, Janier. no, um, Cummings.
0: Uh,
1: ha ha ha, ha, ha. <laughs> No one's ever made that joke, my bad. I'm trying to find his. Jim Cummings.
0: Jim Cummings.
1: So Balto makes his way. He also plays Winnie the Pooh. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I freaking Jim Cummings. He sneaks in when you least expect it, and you're like, that's. Beloved childhood bear winning the poo? Are you kidding?
1: It's amazing. So, Balto goes after the sled team to help them home. Trials and tribulations, including bear attacks, happen. He finally does, in fact, make it to the sled team. But Steel does not want to have anything to do with Balto helping them. And ultimately loses a kind
0: of... Arrogant, dumb, dumb.
1: Big meanie. Balto does win, but Steele then decides, again, in an act of such sheer just awfulness, decides to mislead the sled team away from their home of Nome, Alaska, making it an even harder trek back. Balto does help the team get part of the way back, but then kind of loses their way. He has to accept that he is part wolf, not just part dog. He has to accept both sides of him mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. in doing so leads the team back home. Here's the diphtheria and the day is saved. And,
0: and then we cut back to grandma and granddaughter in the park looking at the memorial of Balto and they, they read the sign. The dumb kid tries to read it, but she can't really <laughs> read. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's okay. It just feels like they spent way too much time on that part of <laughs> it yeah but um we didn't discover that her name is grandma rosie and she thanks balto for saving her life basically and so grandma was the little girl in the cartoon the whole time
1: it's true also steel is an outcast now because he came back and lied and said balto died so now everybody so everyone was
0: like boo steel sucks boo
1: um have you seen this had you seen this movie
0: I had seen it, but I did not remember it like at all. Okay,
1: it hadn't been too too long since Don and I had watched mm-hmm. it. It had been a couple years, so but it came back a little bit quicker. What'd you think? What, what'd you think of this this one?
0: Um, so I really liked it, but it was also kind of <laughs> hard. Um, I I really really love dogs, so it was very hard to like watch like a villainous dog and like root against him, especially as someone who I have a lab husky and so there are like very similar traits and i'm like my dog's not evil i still there (laughs) um so there was like some (laughs) it was hard for me to get over some like real life facts while watching the animation um because they're all like oh you're part wolf you're bad nobody wants you here but like also like all dogs are from wolves so like but they didn't know that in 25
1: did they (laughs)
0: I guess I don't know. Um, but like I I personally know like a half husky, half wolf. Like actually legitimately he is half wolf. Um and first of all, those dogs are huge. Like half like half wolves are big. And so it's kind of weird that Balto was like a little bit on the scrawnier side, mm-hmm. but he had giant paws. So like that was kind of weird. Um and then I guess they don't really I know it says he's he's a husky wolf. So like I know a husky wolf and they're huge and they're beautiful um, and they're actually very, very sweet. At least, I mean, the one I know is just like, he's such a, a, a gentleman. <laughs> um, so I was like, what? No, like he's a good dog. What are you talking about? He's fine. Um, I don't know. So that was hard to get over like dog racism, I guess. Like that's the best way I could describe it.
1: <laughs> well, Donna brought up an interesting point in watching this that I had not thought of, which is the fact that, you know, because this movie takes place in 1925, a thing that they're kind of capturing, again, this is Donna's, you know, idea and concept, not mine. Yes. I don't want to take it because it's Yeah, a good you're not going claim for it. But, you know, this is also, you know, a lot of the film itself is, yeah, that kind of that racism, a notion of it, of him being part wolf, part dog. And 1925 had a lot of, um, what's the word? A lot of examples and cases of people trying to, you know, pass as one race or another. Uh, I mean, Mm. mean, particularly white people of color having to do their best to pass as white because of discrimination against them. So I think that that's kind of something that we're trying to go for. Obviously, the nuances of of how people treated, you know, dogs and, and wolf dogs and in in the 1920s may have not been exactly this but i think that's kind of what yeah. they were going for uh, is maybe mm-hmm. maybe a bit of that um yeah no it's uh it is i mean like i said they did just such a good job making you hate steel it's it's you yeah they they even yeah because you're usually you're like well but you know he's got his things they did justify it that he was you know incredibly prideful to the point of fault and then was kind of told like yeah he's got maybe a couple years left and so
0: yeah like he's he's kind of past his prime as far as um sled dogs go so yeah he had like an ego blow um at the beginning of the movie which kind of made him like no i'm the greatest and i'll always be the greatest which i guess makes sense but Apart from yeah, that, did you? Um,
1: did, would you? Yeah, did you like it though, or was it?
0: Yeah, cool? no, like I liked it, and I would definitely recommend it. I just, as far as like, if you're an, an adult watching this movie, it might be a little harder to enjoy as much as like just a kid. But like, I feel right. like I absolutely adored this movie when I was a kid. You know, but mm-hmm. um, um, yeah. So there's there's that, and there are a lot of like heavy themes throughout. Again, the kind of allegory for racism kind of going through it and then obviously uh, a pandemic of children on their deathbeds there is um (laughs) a scene where they are making child-sized coffins and just like lining them up i lost i laughed so hard i'm so sorry
1: no 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 it's okay donna and i were watching it we were both like man we did not growing up catch how heavy this scene is like we understood it but it's like it is incredibly like dour like like all right here's three dark tiny coffins yeah they Mm -hmm. don't and like
0: the coffin maker is like oh like very like not happy that he has to do this
1: yeah i um yeah this one does i mean it does hold like i i have some kind of nostalgia bias towards it and and being mm-hmm. one, of, one of donna's favorites that i mean we both still watching at this time tensed up at a lot of the same moments that we you know when the sled is about to fall off the side. oh know, yeah
0: there's a lot of holding my breath through mm-hmm. the movie because there were a lot of moments like that where you're like i have no clue how Balto's gonna get out of this one like with the bear and then like fighting with steel and then i don't know how steel survived that fall right um, when he's trying to keep Balto from taking the medicine to the town, they get in an altercation, and Steele ends up slipping and falling off of a cliff, and hitting a lot of rocks on the way down. But he's fine, apparently. But I was like, oh, I forgot that like um, a real <laughs> recurring theme with villains and animation is they get thrown off of heights, um, yeah. like *Hunchback* and *Notre Dame*, like *Lion King*, things like that. they just fall to their deaths and I was like oh shoot I don't remember this
1: plummeting
0: to the death of a dog but oh no he survived okay I don't feel like he should have survived that he
1: was he was powered through by his pride no yeah yeah it's definitely um there's 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 a lot of that with steel I was uh the first kind of few things I I I noted down about this watch through of it was the fact that like the music is incredible in it as well Mm, like yeah music and the sound the sound effects were something that really stuck out to me it was strange because it, it's it's a very interestingly animated film you noted before we started recording how surprising this was that this was not a disney film and yeah. very much agree i don't know the production company that did put it out but i do know i really appreciate kind of the i think there was a bit of like i mean that classic rotoscoping style of like you know, they, I think they shot scenes with some of the humans and at least to have them done. So they're kind of done with kind of a, a, a almost strange kind of movement to them. But I, I really liked kind of the subtle, like slow movements of a lot of the animation. Mm-hmm. I, I noted to Donna that, that there's a difference between some modern animation and I'm not meaning to mock any. It's an incredibly challenging and hard thing to animate things. So this is not that, but uh, for instance, I don't want to talk long about it because there's a lot to to say about it in a lot of ways, but there's a a clip from the first trailer that was released for the new Super Mario Brothers movie Um, and in it, have you seen it? Have you seen any of those?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You I've seen watch. mostly screenshots like I've seen, but I haven't sat down and like watched the whole trailer.
1: Well, there's a, you know, Jack Black plays Bowser and yes. he he does a thing in it where he's, it's like the camera's on him and he he does this kind of billowing, like who's going to stop me? And every single thing that he does is kind of like bouncy and move Like now I am the ruler of the verse and who's going to stop And it's like, and that, that to me is like a style of animation that I like. It's not bad. It's just mm-hmm. I liked. i when watching this. I liked the like, you know, just the eyes moving of of one of the dogs or the
0: subtle things. Yeah,
1: like it was like it was. It felt a lot of things. And that being said, it's still a very action packed.
0: movie, yeah. But
1: I just really liked the kind of slower paced animation of this. And maybe I'm just getting old, and I just things are <laughs> happening. We were just talking about how the Cuphead and it's just the flashing lights. I I don't mean, I can't believe I'm going to circle back to Cuphead, but did you have problems with some of the flashing lights in Cuphead? Did we talk Um, about that?
0: So I, like, I know you had given me a heads up about like the, um, the lighthouse, but I honestly... I must have zoned out at that part because I don't remember a lighthouse like at all. So like I don't think I paid enough attention to have a problem with it. But if I had like sat down and like given it my full attention, probably. I'm sorry.
1: I won't bring up Cuphead again this episode. No, you're fine. We have them tattooed uh, on our bodies. So sorry, audience. Yes. We're gonna talk so we're about just upset
0: them. because we don't want people to think that we really like the show. We want people to know we like the video game that's, and the shows are fine.
1: That's why we got player one and player two. It's for that specifically.
0: It's for the game, not the show.
1: Back to Baltimore. Um,
0: so back to Balto, I did want to touch on so um the production company was Universal City Studios and Amblin Entertainment who have done an American Tale 5 All Goes oh, West yeah. and were back a dinosaur story um and so specifically with an American Tale 5 All Goes West. Um it, I feel like the animation is very similar where it's like slower, more subtle, more pretty. So like I think that is very um astute to point out about this animation style. I think it's very specifically like this animation company.
1: Yeah, I I just and it's it's also I mean, I know it's a product of its time in terms of how how stuff was animated. But it. yeah, I I do think I because of movies that this reminds me of. Yeah, five goes west. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't think about how much that those two kind of seem almost hand in hand. Um, Um,
0: another thing that i wanted to say is that the the filmmakers brought in seven siberian huskies and just videotaped them walking around the studio to do to base a lot of their animations off of
1: i i love that these dogs were adorable i love jenny
0: jenny was so cute and so pretty and her personality was great um there was okay, so Steele has kind of like a posse, like any villain does. He has like a posse that just does whatever he says or whatever. Um, but one of them named their names was Nikki. Oh yeah, I don't have, spelled my way too.
1: I kept seeing that, but I couldn't pick out who was Nikki in the film.
0: Um. Okay, so Nikki was the reddish brown Chow Chow. Okay. So he, yeah, he was the red brown one, which I think was the one because there was like the one that like kind of said off the wall stuff. And then one who would like hit him anytime he said anything dumb. Mm-hmm. And then I think Nikki was like the other one who was just like yeah.
1: <laughs> right. The other thing I wanted to yeah sorry I mentioned the animation the sound effects I was noticing this was going like kind of almost like over the top with some of the stuff that it would it would uh, do foley work for or sound effects for. Mm-hmm. There's one point I believe Boris hits muck or luck, and in doing so. His his wing, the wing of this goose, hits these polar bears, and there is a literal whip crack noise, and I was just kind of like, <laughs> it's very like hyperbolic, and I kind of really appreciated that in some of the ways that like yeah. they kind of went over the top. I, I I liked I liked just the the approach to almost comedy in this movie. I would say in a lot of ways, yes,
0: like as heavy as it was, it was also very funny. Like the the comedic relief was proportionate to the seriousness like it it was very good
1: very much so um i also wanted to just touch on you had mentioned you know this being based on a true story uh donna kind of filled me in she actually knows more about it than i do so i'm Mm. recanting a bit of somebody recanting it to me but um i'll uh, just be very brief on it i mean obviously what happened with the guys i hate to break it see dogs don't talk animals don't talk What? I know
0: so you're saying that Balto didn't actually want to impress another dog and did all this I stuff i never said
1: that but probably okay not. but the situation with diphtheria is very was very real it really did happen mm-hmm. in, in this time and um, you know they did not want it to be transported by train because it was so far away from uh Nome Alaska but it, it was i mean the, the, the sled dogs were the reason they were able to bring the antitoxins to gnome to help these children and um, it's very cool I, I, the, I know that the intro outro live action scenes they are very silly uh, you know there's no getting <laughs> around that but they're the, the the it's sweet it's it's sweet in the way that like I don't know a lot of reflective American history f- f- you know, children's movies sometimes not sometimes frequently leave out some of the parts of American history that are not great. Um, and I, I don't think that Balto is free from leaving out a lot of, you know, factual things. That being said, it was kind of nice to watch things and be like, well, maybe some of the facts are wrong, but like mostly this kind of did happen. Like it made me, that makes me
0: happy. Um, yes that was good look looking it up like there's nothing about balto being half wolf like he was a siberian husky he was actually black and white um so he wasn't a brown half wolf half husky half car half i'm sorry um (laughs) (laughs) so like there's little things that like they took a lot of um liberties on but what was i gonna say
1: but it's not like a pocahontas situation
0: and it's not a situation where like a bad thing happened and they were like actually it's a love story
1: <laughs> actually what if that didn't happen wait let me like yeah yeah i i yeah. have no doubt any of the situations with the dogs or with balta was you know doctor yeah. change what have you but.
0: made up for entertainment purposes yeah um but what i do Again, the the live action part of this movie, of the the framing of the story, to make it make sense. um, I kind of almost miss that in, like, children's movies or whatever. Because I feel like that was a really big reoccurring thing where, like... The narrator of the movie was actually the main character like years later and you don't find out to the end of the movie and they're like oh it was me the whole time and
1: something that's like overplayed now or like cliche but it's just it still feels good like um kind of the princess diaries i mean i think is kind of like the the princess diary the princess diary not the princess diaries that's anne hathaway what am i what What are you thinking What am I thinking of? The Princess Um, Bride? Yes, that's it. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You asked what I was thinking, and I was like, I agree. What am I thinking of?
0: I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But in that
1: vein of storytelling, yes, I do love that. And it it did feel good and nice. And it was very nice. Or
0: not even like the narrator is the main character, but the narrator is someone in the story. Right. Like, oh, that was you the whole time. What the heck? yeah yeah i
1: know anything else (laughs) just
0: makes me nostalgic for those kinds of movies
1: right i can't i wish i could think of more i I know there's more
0: there's tons again it's overplayed like it's overplayed to the point where they all blend in together almost um so i can't think of any other examples but i swear they're out there
1: (laughs) i just googled this and all the results are like not what I'm wanting. It's like Zombieland Casino. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 That's not what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me add kids to this. Uh, nope. Oh, well,
0: um, <laughs> it's let, us, let us know, sure send us emails e- and yeah. stuff. Yeah, send us an email or a tweet or an Instagram DM about a movie you know of where the narrator turned out to be part of the story.
1: Yes. Anything else about Balto you wanna wanna touch on before we we do some wrap up stuff?
0: Um, I do want to say that I watched this with my dog. Nice, and she was very interested in it. Um, with a nice little cuddle on the couch, and there was some parts with apparently only wolves howl is also <laughs> a just incorrect thing in the movie, um, and that's how they make fun of Balto is by howling like a wolf, I guess. Um, but once he accepts his wolf side, there's a lot of howling that goes on. And my dog was like, What the heck is going on? And like watching the TV and then watching the dogs. And she was she was very interested throughout, but particularly that part, she was like, Whoa.
1: <laughs> Do you know they had a a sequel? They had a couple sequels, but they had like mm-hmm. like a a like side branching story in the future of these Balta movies um that followed Balto's like child. Um where it was uh Balto and Ginny um have puppies. And one of those puppies is named Clifford and we follow Clifford and he's a big red dog. And that's, just, that's my joke. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm going to be here for another.
0: So you lied to me.
1: Well, they did have sequels. but
0: I did. They did have sequels, but you lied about what they're about.
1: Don't tell my jokes are lies. Yeah, yeah. I did lie to you. I lied to your face.
0: You did with a freaking smile.
1: Let's talk about the movies we're going to be talking about in 2023.
0: Heck yeah. Well, will look we I feel like we've been talking a lot.
1: I mean, we'll it is a podcast. Run through
0: them real quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you want to do trade off? Sorry, I in...
0: was recently betrayed by my best friend. So <laughs> <sighs> we're in to In Janu- in January, cool. we're watching the Adventures of Prince Ahmed.
1: And then in February, we're watching the Mitchells versus the Machines.
0: And then uh, I feel like you should talk about March, though.
1: Okay. Well, I okay, I just I won't talk long about any of these. I just I also want to know the Prince was. I, can we like never mind? Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, it is if getting If you here. want to expand on any please do.
1: January. We're, yeah, we're watching the, the Adventures of Prince Ahmed. That is the oldest recording animated film in existence. So 1926. Excited for that. Um, the Mitchells vs. the Machines is a newer one. Susan Pitt uh, in March. We are going to do a kind of retrospective. Uh, look through of all of Susan Pitt's animated directorial work. Um, There is a little over, I think, two hours worth of material, all in all. Um, And I have gone through and seen these, and I really enjoyed them, and so I wanted to share them with you, Nick, and our audience. Mm. And I think that'll be really, really cool.
0: Yeah, change things up a little bit. Um, And then we're going to go into Tito and the Birds.
1: And 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 then in May we're gonna do The Secrets of Nim.
0: I'm very excited about that. And then um in June, a recommendation by longtime listener, Donna, uh, it's dinosaur.
1: Then in July, we're gonna be watching The Prince of Egypt.
0: Which we're both excited to revisit.
1: Yeah, it's been um, many moons.
0: And, yeah, many moons, many moons. Um, in August, we're going to do 9.99, which is like a price, like dollar sign, nine decimal nine, nine.
1: Yeah. I think you should do September as well.
0: Oh, yes. So we are going to do Ride Your Wave, um, which is a film by Maizaki Yuasa. Uh, sorry about the pronunciation. Um, I did not double check. Uh, they also directed um, Lou Over the Wall, which I... Very much enjoyed. And I saw this movie and I was like, oh, that has like similar vibes to Lou Over the Wall. And turns out, same director. Um, so I'm very excited to watch it.
1: <laughs> same in October, we're going to be watching Watership Down 1978. And then in November, we're going to be watching Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. It's one of my favorite animated films I've seen, maybe ever. Um, and I have not very seen it. Powerful. I've not seen it since it came out in theaters and Mm. uh, talk about crying in a movie.
0: Oh boy.
1: I big tears. We're going to close out the year with what Nick?
0: Klaus.
1: Um, Thank you everybody for listening to the last five (laughs) minutes of the biggest struggle two people have ever had reading a list of 12 items. Um, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: Congrats. Thanks for hanging
0: in there. We promise we'll be more put together next year. Probably maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We held it together. No promises.
1: We do what we can. We we put on a show here, and you know what? I've enjoyed what we've talked about with these movies. Um
0: I enjoy it as well. Also, if we haven't made it clear, Balto's a 2D movie with a little bit of live action. They did use some CGI for the snowstorms.
1: And very much for kids, I would say. Even though it's
0: super too- super for kids, um, as long as you're fine with them seeing kids um, on their deathbeds in child side coffins it's not graphic or anything no no
1: it's just you know kids back then they could handle it no um no it's just it doesn't sugarcoat any of any of the sadness i mean they're just like yeah
0: these kids are gonna die (laughs) if if we don't get that medicine
1: (laughs) we're already building their coffins for them yes um i you know what's weird is my thought (laughs) when i saw those coffins i was like i bet they used them as planners afterwards because they didn't like (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why? I was like, because they didn't have to use them, so I like, could just like you know repurpose. Anyway.
0: Anyways. <laughs>
1: thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next year. Um, my name is Brandon.
0: My name's Nikki.
1: And be sure to t- to in- in- in next, next time. time. <laughs> <laughs>